Okay, let's just get right to it. Can men and women be friends? Everybody always asks that age-old question. And so I'm addressing it today, right here and right now. I'm gonna tell you what I think, let's get into it. Welcome to Big Time Small Talk, stories and observations beyond small talk. I am your host, Jody Rollins, and can men and women be friends? That is what I want to talk about today. And it's such a like hot topic where people are always hashtag, of course, men and women can be friends or hashtag no, or who's trying to control who? Like everybody's got an opinion, but I knew this was something that I wanted to talk about because I had heard something on the radio. It was one of those, like I listened to pop music and on XM satellite, it was one of those like, you know, crazy DJs where they're like, Hey, good morning, California. We've got a lot going on. And then they always have the girl in the background. She's always like, it's crazy. I didn't get my coffee this morning. So look out. And the guy's like, "Uh Oh, well, we've got a poll. Can men and women be friends? We're going to talk about it coming right up after Taylor Swift, anti-hero, you know, it's that. And I didn't hear the poll. I didn't hear the results, but I started to think about that and I knew I wanted to talk about it on the show today. Um, But first, I want to talk about a letter that I got from a listener, an email. And here's the thing. Let me find it here. There it is. Um, If someone takes the time to listen to this show, you know, They take time out of their busy day, their busy life, their busy schedule, and they have uber famous people who have podcasts and people who have one listener and everyone in between, including me. Thankfully, I'm someone who has thousands of listeners all over the world, which I still can't believe and am grateful for. This person, his name is Jay, took the time out of his day and his life and whatever to write my show. And even if it's something you disagree with or agree with or whatever, and you take the time to write this show, I am grateful. And thank you, Jay, for writing. Now, of course, if somebody writes me and says a bunch of nasty stuff, then no. But if you disagree, that's okay too. And so um, I just want to address this letter and what I said and what I think about what he said And then we'll move on to the main topic today about can men and women be friends? Okay, so just to um, get you guys caught up about this letter, I did a show a few weeks, a month or so ago, about the TV show Friends, or at least I talked about it. Like once once I'm done talking, I barely remember what I said and I barely remember which episode and all of that. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. It's been been very crazy busy around my house with a one-year-old and she it's, it was easier honestly by the way when she was like I don't know three months old because she slept all the time and now she's busy 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 running 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 and actually she's also getting potty trained she basically has taught herself and I just assist her so that's been great anyway 
that's why I didn't have a chance to look up um, the particular episode he was talking about. But I've said it many times in the past about the TV show Friends. I had my own personal boycott because I watched it for years and then it just became apparent that they didn't want to include black people. And um, later on in the seasons, they had like Jeffrey Hines, who was a a famous dancer on Broadway playing Jennifer Aniston, Rachel, her boss. And then at the end, they had an actress, I can't remember her name. She was on the talk. She played Joey and was it Joey? And Ross were fighting over her. I don't even know. Two of the characters were fighting over her, this this black female character. And what I've always said is beyond that, it was nothing. And whenever people, organizations, individuals, it didn't matter. Whenever anyone would write them and say, hey, can you make your show more diverse? They'd just be like, no. They just, I don't even know what their responses were, but it was always like, "Mm, eh, no. And I had... Um, back in those days, I was working as an actor and I knew that that was a show I could never be on simply because I was black. And to me, that's racist. Your intent may not be racist to be like, we don't want black people because we hate black people. But if you're just like, nah, we don't want to hire black people because we don't feel like it. Even though this show is about New York City, which is one of the most diverse cities in the world. There are bazillions of black people in New York City and they just opted out. And so that is racism. It's not like the show, as I said in the episode, it's not like this was like four friends in northern New Hampshire or northern Montana, where it is pretty much all white for the most part. And so I talked about that on the episode. And what I, again, I've said multiple times is it was just basically those two characters, Jeffrey Hines, I don't know what his real character's character's name was, and whatever the young lady's name was at the very end. And so Jay wrote me a letter about that statement. And I'll read your letter to him and, and what I said in response. He said, hi, I listened to your I Hate Trump show, which I never had a show called I Hate Trump. I despise that man and I have a lot of disdain for him, but I don't really, I mean, hatred is not the word I would ever write down like I hate him. So, but yes, don't care for him. And I think he's dangerous. And if you've been listening to this show, you know, I think that Um, I listened to your I hate Trump show. I just wanted to say that according to IMDB, which is Internet Movie Database, if you don't know that site, you can go to IMDB. Indio, oh my God, my husband taught me the the military like alphabet. Let me see if I can remember it. Indio, ah, something Delta Bravo. What is M? It's going to come to me. Motep, no, Mike. Indio, Mike, Delta Bravo, imdb.com. And every TV show, every movie, every everything is there. You can look it up and see who starred in it who else starred in it, what it was about, what year it came out, how old the actors are, who were in it, who produced it, who directed it. It's just a great database, especially when if you're sitting around with your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your friends and you're watching in a movie and you're like, who is that actress? What is her name? I know her name. Just go to IMDb and look up the movie you're watching and it'll have all the characters listed from quote unquote importance to least importance, like the starring roles all the way down to the smaller roles. And you can be like, it's not her. It's not her. It's not her. Yes. So they have pictures of everybody. It's just a great resource. 
So Jay says, according to IMDb, there were 51 black people on Friends over the course of the show. Have a great day. Again, Jay, thank you. Thank you for writing me. And thank you for bringing this to me, to my attention. Because I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh gosh. One thing I really don't ever want to do is misinform anyone in life, but specifically on the show, because you have a responsibility when you have a microphone put in front of your mouth and people listen all over the country, all over the world. I, to the best of my ability, want to only speak the truth and only speak my opinion about anything I'm talking about if it's not something that's factual. And so I started thinking about it. And I wanted to double check and I looked it up and I found that was backed up by other sources as well. I think it was 50 or 51. But then I started to think, okay, so the show Friends was on for 10 years. So if you do some quick math, 50, let's just do round numbers, 50 divided by 10 equals five. So that meant of the approximately 30 episodes, sometimes more, sometimes less, of 30 episodes each year, you would see five black people. And that means, and I'm not great at math, but that means they were somewhere in the background, they maybe had a line or two, but I did some deeper digging and according to my sources that I found online, in general, these were like one or two lines. They didn't have the standard character arc, which is three episodes. A standard character arc is, arc is three episodes, meaning they're introduced, something happens. The next episode, they have to get into more detail about what's going to be continuing that's happening. And then the third episode is they solve it. The Friends shows or episodes really didn't do that. So on one hand, yes, I was wrong about how many black people were on the show. But on the other hand, it still isn't diverse. And it wasn't diverse. And you can go and look and see. If you watch the episode show, I mean, this, the show show after show after show, it's not a diverse show. Now, if you want to fight me and say, well, it doesn't have to be the writers and directors and producers can do whatever they want. Sure, they can but they don't have to have any support from me or anybody who disagrees with that. And I did what I could do. I chose to opt out of watching that show. I took my dollars and I didn't buy any advertising products because I didn't watch that show. You know what I mean? Like that's what I could do. But knowing that today, when they talk to people today who were responsible for creating that show, they disagreed with what they did back then. And if they have said, if they could do it all over again, they would have. It wouldn't have been so painful to have an ongoing character in the background. They had all kinds of celebrities come on, you name it. So Jay, you're right. I definitely misspoke or wasn't 100% factual with what I said, but the truth of the matter is still there. They chose to not make a diverse show no matter how much we asked for it, when they could have. And so that's what I think about that. 
But again, thank you so much, Jay, for writing. And if anybody out there listening, if you want to share your opinion, you can always, you know, click the, the link on the show notes and leave me a voice message. I love to share those. Most of the time I don't, but I'm always happy to share them if I think they share, you know, bring value to the show. A lot of times they're really just nice messages to me. But you can do that or you can write me at bigtimesmalltalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can always message me on Instagram or Twitter. You know the drill. Instagram at Jody Rollins, Twitter at Jody's Box. So there's tons of ways to keep in touch with me or write or whatever. But I do love hearing from you guys. And thank you again, Jay, because it made me think. And that's part of what this show is about. You know, the opportunity to discuss, to put things out, to permeate in your brain, to let those things percolate, I should say, and think. Okay. So now let's talk about what we're all here to talk about. Can men and women be friends? And it all depends really on the situation, because if we're just talking about can men and women be friends and both of them are single, it kind of doesn't matter. Because if they want to be friends, they can be friends. Yes, absolutely. Maybe they end up hooking up with each other and have sort of a friends with benefits. Maybe the two of them are focused on other people and they just kind of text each other and maybe get coffee or hang out from time to time. It doesn't really matter unless one of them is in a relationship at the very least. If both of them are in a relationship, then we're talking about something else. So firstly, yes, Men and women can be friends because it is a thing that we are capable of doing. You can have a connection with someone of the opposite sex and not sleep with them and enjoy their company. You can go do things with someone of the opposite sex and maybe you do hook up and maybe you don't. None of that matters unless one or both of you is in a relationship. And so I'm going to talk about it from the perspective of the situation I can closely relate to or close. How do I want to say this? Uh, the, the thing that I can closest, I am closest to. That's what I want to say. For me, as a married woman, I've been married um, almost 12 years, been together with my husband almost 13. And I don't, I know I cannot be friends with a man. It's awkward to me. Like, this is an unpopular opinion in general circles, because everybody's like, it doesn't matter. Men are men and women are women and we can. Okay, fine. In your world, especially millennials, and Gen Y's, this is how you live. But us Gen X's, baby boomers and beyond, in general, and I'm speaking in general, from my own perspective, if you're a married woman, you don't have male friends unless it's a couple's friend thing because it's awkward. It's like, can, can you imagine? I mean, this isn't a world that I live in, but imagine I was like, you know, my husband and I are just Sunday afternoon and we're just, you know, eating breakfast. And I'm like, hey, tonight, you know, uh, Jason and I are gonna go get some drinks and then we're gonna go catch a movie. So um, I'll see you later, honey. Like, that's a date. <laughs> I don't go out on dates with other men because I'm married. 
Now, even if we never do a thing at all physically, it's what you would do on a date. And you have to decide what you are comfortable with. If you are a millennial, a Gen Y, or whatever is beyond that, you know, I don't even know what the next one is. And you're like, look, I don't care if my husband says to me, you know what, I'm gonna go get some drinks and go to the movie and then maybe go dancing with his girl best friend. Good for you. That would not fly with me. It's it's not about trust because people then go, oh, so does that mean you don't trust your husband? No, it's about the coveted nature of a mature married relationship. And I'm a more conservative person when it comes to this. I don't judge anybody else. If that's what you want to do and that works for you, great. Two thumbs up. But for us, my husband and I, you have like, I believe, in a healthy marriage, an understanding of what makes you comfortable, what makes you uncomfortable. And the fact is you don't want to hurt the other person. So I know that if my husband somehow was like, hey, you know, one of the office girls and I, and I always use this, we're going to go get some drinks thing. Neither of us drink and never have, but it's just easier for the sake of argument. But imagine my husband was like, yeah, you know, one of my, well, he doesn't have any female coworkers, they're subordinates, so it'd be even worse. But someone from work and I are, are going to go catch some drinks and then maybe we thought we'd go dancing and catch a movie. Is that cool? No, it's not. Because in the confines of our relationship, what we value, what we consider sacred and personal to us is not just he's not out there, forgive me, fucking this coworker or hooking up with or making out with or anything like that. It's about the fact that we covet the fact that intimacy and the personal connections and special like important time that you spend with your spouse that we spend with each other that's saved just for us we don't have intimate relationships with people of the opposite sex because that's what we do with each other now if you're talking about somebody who's like yeah you know sunday afternoon my husband's just going to go play basketball with the guys and there's another girl there that's a different thing Like women can be around, you know, shooting the shit, whatever. If the whole gang's there and your friend's a female and my husband is friend with that female, who cares? That doesn't bother me. That's not a thing. But if it was like, hey, you know, all of us guys and Stacy are going out for drinks after basketball and then all the guys leave and my husband and Stacy, these made up people, are just like, yeah, we just, I just, you know, Stacy was bummed. She's having some issues. So I figured we'd just kind of talk. And then time just went, we lost track of time. And we ended up talking for like an hour and a half, which is not something my husband would do. He's not a big talker. But that crosses the line because we, again, I keep using this word, we covet the intimate conversations and relations between just he and I. That is what our marriage is. If you or anyone you know says, we don't care, that doesn't matter to us, then sure, men and women can be friends and go sit and chat for an hour and a half on the phone or an hour and a half after drinks or after basketball or after church or whatever. That doesn't work for us. I wouldn't do that to my husband 
and he wouldn't do it to me. And neither of us want that. What we love and what we value is that we have this very sacred closeness between the two of us. And we only share that with the two of us. I have friends who are of the opposite sex that I knew before him, but I don't hang out with them. A lot of them live in different states. But when I, for example, there was a, a guy that I was really close with in college back when I was single and he was not single. And it was awkward at times because this guy was really attractive and we were really good friends and we would always hang out, but it felt awkward. It felt like we were dating. People thought we were dating, but his girlfriend didn't go to the same college as we went to. So she was never around, but I never crossed that line because I've never been a cheater, but it definitely was awkward. And so to this day, we're still friends. He married that girl and I'm married. And if I go home to Colorado and I want to hang out with him, all four of us hang out. I would never just hang out with him. Interestingly enough, if I did, my husband would be like, it's okay, because he knows we have a relationship from way back when and that I'm not a cheater. But if the shoe were on the other foot, and look, people are always like, but you can't have double standards. Yes, you can. Because life is filled with double standards. It's nice to think that everything is equal and fair, but I mean, come on, life is not equal and fair. If the shoe were on the other foot and my husband's like, yeah, I just want to go to dinner with my high school like friend who I kind of had a crush on, I would be like, that makes me feel really uncomfortable. And I think now that I say that, I think he might feel the same if I did that too. But there wouldn't be a fight about it. He'd be like, okay, I respect that. And same for me. And that's how it works for us. And that's why men and women, in our case, cannot be friends unless it's a couple's thing or, you know, like I have gay male friends. Then it's just like, well, that was nothing to worry about there, right? You know? And so. I think it's very easy to just try to make it like people try to, it's almost like they try to like jam this down your throat, that it doesn't matter that if you can't handle it, if you're just a jealous person, you know, it has something to do with jealousy, but very little. It has to do with what you value in life. Do you value intimate relationships within the confines of your own relationship? Actually, I said that wrong. Do you value the intimacy in the confines of your own relationship only and not sharing it with others? In other words, do you think that it's important to have special, private, intimate conversations with just your husband versus someone of the opposite sex one night after basketball? Is it okay? Is it something that means like no big deal to you? Then sure. It's no big deal. But to me, it is a big deal. And I feel like I am on the side of, side of right here because even though I haven't been married 50 years, I haven't been married 30 years, I haven't even been married 15 years. But I've been with my husband for 13, as I said, and that's not nothing. And we are happily married. My husband truly is my best friend. I don't need another male best friend. 
because I married my best friend. And so I don't have any pull or desire to have a best straight male friend. I've got my girlfriends, I've got my gay friends, and I've got my husband. So I'm good and some family members too. You know what I mean? So can men and women be friends? It really comes down to what your value system is. Some people I know value the fact that they want to have a sense of freedom. They want to have a sense of if I want to be friends, friends with a man, I'll be friends with a man as a woman and vice versa. I want to be able to do what I want to do and still be married or still be in a committed relationship. And if you marry somebody or you're dating somebody who agrees with you and that works, good on you. But intimacy occurs when you're just having the two of you, you know, of the opposite sex. Unless he's a complete disgusting troll, if you have a, a meeting of the minds and a connection that's there, there's going to be a sense of intimacy and perhaps attraction. Why put yourself in that position? It always reminds me of how when you talk about marriage and people will say specifically, man, they're like, oh, my God. Why would I want to get married? It's like locking me down. Like I'm trapped. Why do you want to be trapped? Like it's just a piece of paper. What's the point? Which I always think that's kind of, you, you made your other, per, you made the opposite point. If marriage is quote unquote, just a piece of paper, then why not do it? If it makes your you know fiance or girlfriend happy or whatever, but that's a whole nother show. But there's so many people that will say like, I don't want to get married. I want to be trapped. Why would you want to do that? Like it's no. But I see it like this. Instead of it being like a fence that's like blocking you in and, you know, it's like strangling you and you just can't get out and you're like, oh, marriage is all consuming and it's controlling me. I see it as like a fence around your property. You put up fences around your property to keep the good stuff in. You don't want people to come in and steal. You don't want dogs to poop on your yard. You want to be able to grow your flowers and, you know, you want to be able to have your trees and your home and everything nice. And it, the fence is all about keeping the good stuff in and denoting what's yours. And to me, that's what marriage is. It's about keeping the good stuff in. I don't go to somebody else's yard and just chill over there. I got it great in my own yard. And I think if you're desperate to be friends with a man that's not your husband, you might want to take a look at your relationship. Because if what you're looking for is without your marriage, as in the opposite of within, not without, 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 you know, well, I'm not talking very clearly today. But if what you're looking for is not within the confines of your relationship, your serious relationship or your marriage, and you feel this really strong pull, to go do something with someone of the opposite sex, maybe you should take a look at the relationship you're in because maybe you're not with your best friend. Maybe you're not satisfied or content in the way that you should be. I can think back to when I was in my twenties and I was living with an ex-boyfriend. Well, he was my boyfriend at the time and we got into this big fight because he wanted to go spend this time with this girl. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're all long, long gone people. They're still alive, but I mean, long gone from my life, but her name, Michelle. And I was like, wait, who is this person? Because she kind of came out of nowhere. 
And he's like, oh, he was British. Oh, I met her here and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, does she know about me? He's like, no, I didn't tell her about you because, you know, she's a producer and I thought maybe she could help you with your career, but I didn't want to just start with like, you know, I have an actress girlfriend and you know, I'm like, wait, what? You didn't tell her about me? So it just started out all wrong. And he was just like, oh, you're just jealous. And why can't I just have a friend? Our relationship wasn't in a healthy place. If he's so desperate to hang out with Michelle and he was pissed when I said that this isn't acceptable, like we had a huge fight and it was an ongoing thing about different times, how he wanted to hang out with her and he wanted to go to dinner with her. I'm like, but without me, well, you know, it's all friendship. Turned out. Later on, they ended up dating, which I'm like, duh, because there was a pull for him outside of our relationship that was stronger with this quote unquote friend. Our relationship didn't need to continue. Later on, she cheated on him and that broke up, which I was like, <laughs> well, maybe a little bit. So in that case, when you have two people arguing over this can men and women be friends thing and he wanted to be friends, quote unquote, with this other woman, the truth was he wanted more from her than he was willing to admit. And sometimes that's exactly what happens. We're in a relationship with our husbands or our boyfriends or whatever your sex may be, but it's easier for me to talk from my own perspective. We're in a serious, committed, or marital relationship. But the truth is, that person that you are with doesn't satisfy this particular itch. And you're looking for it somewhere else. And look, I mean, husbands, wives, we don't satisfy every single itch. My husband is not every single thing I need. And I know I am not every single thing he needs. It's not possible. We're human beings, but you hopefully can marry someone who satisfies as much as possible, and that's good. And then you have other relationships that also satisfy those things in a way that you don't feel like you're out looking for someone of the opposite sex to fulfill that, that something else, that hole, that void, that whatever. So I know. I know it's not a popular opinion. I think what happens is oftentimes when you ask, can men and women be friends? The first thing people go to is, well, jealousy, hooking up, put that aside and just ask yourself, well, why is it you're so desperate to be friends with this person outside of your relationship while it hurts the person who is in the relationship with you? I never, ever, want to hurt my husband ever. There's nothing that I need in this lifetime that includes hurting him that I want to keep doing because I married a reasonable guy. He doesn't control me. Maybe if you're with somebody who's unreasonable and controlling, that's a whole nother conversation, but I don't want to hurt him. And if there's something I'm doing that hurts him, me going out, having drinks, buddy, buddy with a guy, especially if it's an ongoing thing, like a one-time thing, I think he'd be like, well, you know, fine, whatever. But if every Tuesday I went out with Jason, I'm basically dating Jason. Even if we don't hook up, it's intimate. If it's just the two of us and we're talking about more than, you know, sports and podcasting, that just doesn't happen. 
So I think if you stop considering only jealousy as the only argument as to why men and women cannot be friends, and you really look at what happens when these things happen, if it's ongoing, if it is, you know, a relationship that you're unhappy with, maybe you should start taking a look with uh, what's going on in your relationship. It is an an unpopular opinion to say that no men and women can't be friends. But that's what I think. I'm sorry. I just do. And I, I, you know, I'm somebody who growing up, even if I go way back, I'm like thinking way, way back. I had guy friends in middle school and high school, and I probably had crushes on the most of them, most of them. And the only reason we weren't together is because they didn't have a crush on me. And then if I had a guy friend when I was in a relationship, we just didn't hang out because I was focused on the relationship. And then the guy that I mentioned that uh, I used to live with way back when in New York City, anytime there was a guy that kind of caught my radar that I thought maybe, you know, or was on my radar that maybe I wanted to hang out with, it was definitely because I felt a connection with them and not just a platonic connection. And yeah, sure, I can control myself and keep my legs crossed and not do anything, but it's not just about whether or not you're having sex with them. Intimacy, to me, is a sacred thing. And private conversations and private moments and sharing you know, emotional things that you're going through or things that you're dealing with, that to me is saved for my husband. I would never think of going with one of my straight friends and just hanging out at his house and talking about things that bother me in life or something I'm struggling with. I just wouldn't do that because that's intimate. And to me, you can emotionally cheat and you can physically cheat. And if I start having this emotional connection and these emotional conversations with someone of the opposite sex, even if we never touch each other, we don't even hug per se, that's emotional cheating. And so I just don't think it's point. uh, I don't see the point in putting yourself in that position. And I think it's always going to be complicated when you have two people of the opposite sex or two people who are attracted to each other, perhaps of the same sex and expecting them to be friends and expecting it to be neat and tidy. It isn't ever going to be neat and tidy because one of those two people is going to either want to hook up want to be emotionally connected in a way that you shouldn't be, or both of them are, and they're going to have to be fighting it. It just is always complicated. Who needs that? Life is complicated enough. So no, men and women can't be friends. You want to fight me on that? (laughs) Write me a letter. I would love to hear it. I know anecdotally, sure. Is there that random person that's like, I've been married for 22 years and my best friend is a guy friend and my husband is best friends with him too. Well, ding, 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 ding. Your husband is friends with him too. So it's kind of like you're all sort of one pack. But I know there's going to be somebody out there who maybe is listening now or maybe you'll write me even. And it's like, no, I've had a best friend of the opposite sex for years or months or days or whatever. And of course, that 
one extreme example can work. But generally speaking, it will always be messy and or complicated. It's just how it works. I don't make the rules. Men and women, like, this is what happens. And I can't speak to gay relationships or any other gender, non-binary relationships, because I don't know that. I haven't experienced that. So that's why I'm just talking about my experience today, right? Stories and observations beyond small talk from Jody's experience. Men and women, if they're relatively attractive and they have things in common, it's going to get intimate. It's just what happens. And even again, if you don't touch each other, you're going to still have perhaps some lines crossed emotionally. And then it gets messy. So <clears throat> I think it's always an interesting thing to look at. And it's a sort of a fun topic to talk about because people get fired up. And maybe I hope I fired you up and I hope you're like yelling at my <laughs> at the, the podcast maybe right now going, no, or actually, I mean, I obviously want you to agree with me, right? But maybe you're just like, Jody, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Write me a letter. Let me know, letter, email, whatever. Let me know what you think. But it's a hot subject, a hot topic where you, some people, you cannot convince them of something different than this. And I am on the opposite side. There's nothing you can say to me that will ever convince me that, again, in general, that men and women can be friends. The odd anecdotal story, sure. But statistically speaking, no, it'll be messy. So that's what I think. Today is a short episode because I got to get to bed early. <laughs> I've got a busy day tomorrow. Got a lot going on. I'm going to be traveling, um, headed to New England. I will try to do a show from there if I can. I'm definitely going to be doing some um, YouTube videos. I've added a few in the last few days. So pardon me, it was burped. Um, if you haven't checked out my YouTube channel, it's at Jody Rollins. I've added some new stuff there, just some shorts and some little stuff, but I'm going to be, I got a drone for my birthday from my dear friend, Veronica. She, I think she kind of listens sometimes, but thank you, Veronica. If you're listening, it was so sweet of you. I haven't even taken it out of the box. I want to make sure I have time to like, look at everything, read the directions and not crash it, but I'm going to try to take some drone footage. So I will definitely have lots of pictures and videos on my Insta and my Insta stories, but I'm going to add some stuff to my YouTube channel. So check it out. Um, really excited because basically right around a year from now, we are moving to New Hampshire. And I've talked about this. We've been thinking about this for three years and now it's finally almost here. So I'm going to take you guys on that whole journey as things get closer. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe to my YouTube channel again at Jody Rollins. The link is in the show notes. Um, what else? But yeah, as things get closer, I'll be, get, I'll be adding more and more videos to my YouTube channel because that's what I really want it to be about. The, the move, my experience, the outdoors. Um, we're getting a travel trailer, so we're going to have great travel videos. Um, some business stuff that I'm starting when I get out there. So, so much to share, so much fun content. I think you guys will really like it. I know you will. Uh, what else? Do, 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 do other business. I do have a Patreon. The link is in the show notes for that. If you guys want to support me, that is the best way. You can 
support me by just doing five bucks on the Patreon. If you want to do more, that would be awesome. I know this is free content, but this is a job and it's something I'm passionate about. I would love to um, get financial support as well. It's always weird to ask for that, but they say if you don't ask, you don't get. And lastly, oh, two more things. Um, second to last, thank you to every single one of you who used the Cozy Earth link and shopped on Cozy Earth. They cut me a check because you shopped. So I don't know who you are. It wasn't my mom. It wasn't my friends. It's complete strangers who purchased some things from Cozy Earth using my uh, discount code and link. So thank you so much because if you do a partnership with a business and you sell nothing, it's not a good thing. So it was awesome that those of you who did reached out and purchased, I don't know how many items. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. That really means a lot to you. And also makes me feel good and look good to the company that they trusted me and they actually made money because I believed in their products and they believed in me. So, and the final, final thing, if you are listening to this show on Apple podcast, if you get a chance, try to listen on Spotify. As I said before, Spotify is doing this thing where if I can get a certain number of listeners per episode, they'll pay me. They'll let me do some sponsored ads and such, but most of my listeners listen on Apple. So if I can get you to shift over, I know it might be a pain if you don't have the Spotify app. If you don't, it's really easy to download for free and just listen to my podcast there. If you do, same thing, big time, small talk podcast in Spotify, all the same stuff, right? So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you do switch over and you do do that, don't forget to click those five stars if you happen to stay on Apple and leave a written review. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for listening. And thank you again, Jay, for writing. And for anyone who ever reaches out to this show, it really means a lot to me. Thank you, guys. Um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay.